Uh, we're in the studio today with Rick, who's got bike movies. Hey, Rick. So um, we got Rick in the studio. Rick, tell us what your bike movies are all about. Um, when they're going to so, show? Yeah, we made a, uh, a little short film documentary about this ride and, uh, that meets every Monday in North Hollywood called Monday Night Rehab, and it's about the story of a midnight ride leader. So what this guy, the, our main character, his name is John Osnap Clark. He leads this ride, Monday Night Rehab, every Monday, and we kind of follow him around to see what he does in his day-to-day life prior to meeting up with all the bikers and organizing this big event. So it's kind of like an inside look into Midnight Riders culture, but also into what it takes in order to lead a ride. And uh, we showed this on Halloween uh, in 2011, and um, we wanted to do, we had a really successful screening, so we wanted to do another one. So um, myself and my producing partner, we rented out the Vista Theater for two nights on uh, January 20th and 21st for midnight screenings, and we're uh, going to be showing the finalized version of this short film that everyone saw on Halloween. Um, but what ended up happening was it kind of turned into a little Midnight Radis film festival. We're showing uh, four other short films, and uh, one of them is Racing the End, which is made by uh, DP director Warren Commerce. It's about um, the crash, the, the Wolfpack Hustle crash race that they do once a year. Uh, it's really interesting, 10-minute long doc. And then we're showing other little short films that are about the, the L.A. bike scene specifically. So I think we have kind of a unique thing going on because BFF is about films from all over the world, and we're kind of making films about L.A. bike culture by L.A. bike cyclists. So it's going to be a fun mm-hmm. night. I'm really excited and looking forward to it. Okay, so the date is January? It's uh, January 20th, which is a Friday at midnight, and then January 21st, Saturday at midnight, um, at the Vista, which is uh, 4473 Sunset Boulevard. It's right on Sunset and Hillhurst in Los Feliz, Los Feliz, Silver Lake border. Uh, it's a great theater. It seats about 400 people, beautiful theater, great picture and sound. Um, it's going to be a really fun night, so... Doors will open at 12. We'll probably start the screening at about 12.20. And um, we're looking at a venue for an after party for Friday night that we can all kind of celebrate and uh, have a great time. But Okay, so what's the official name of this event? Well, right now uh, it's just called the Monday Night, <clears throat> Monday night Rehab is the name of the film, uh, the story of a midnight ride leader. But it's kind of morphed into another name, which we're calling just Movies About Bikes. And um, because it's kind of become a little bit less about Money Night Rehab and more about a collection of these great films that we're going to be showing. So um, it could turn into something, but right now we're advertising it as the Money Night Rehab premiere. Okay, but, so this, this all came out of a ride? Um, yeah, this came, this came out of, well, I've been a rider now, um, well, my whole life, but... I've started riding with the late night group rides about three years ago, and uh, ever since I, I've always been a filmmaker. I uh, went moved down to LA to go to film school and do that whole thing, and uh, it's kind of just been something that I've been wanting to do, um, just document this scene in a kind of a truthful way. No one's ever really done a doc or a documentary about the midnight riders' bike culture, the late night culture. So um, I thought it'd be a cool, interesting thing to show riders and other non-riders, more importantly. And, uh, I've seen uh, something, some footage from the the crash marathon. Yeah, before. the Wolfpack movie. Did yeah? Was that you? 
No, that wasn't me. Um, I know I've worked with Roadblock, who kind of organizes that race. Uh, Warren is a cyclist, also a filmmaker in the bike scene. And they actually approached me about less than a week ago, and they asked me if they could put their film um, with ours at the Vista. And I checked it out, and I thought it was such a great you know, piece. And also, it's a... Uh, it's kind of a contrast to what the Monday Night Rehab documentary is, and I thought it would be a good mix to kind of just show all different aspects of L.A. bike culture. So we're really covering with all these little short films. We're showing five shorts total, and uh, they all kind of represent different aspects of Los Angeles bike, bike culture, but also different um, you know, uh, neighborhoods, and we've got movies that kind of represent the west side, represent the east side, represent the competitive nature of bike riding, and then represent, you know, the fun aspect of riding around with your friends at night. So mm-hmm. kind of cover all avenues of what this scene is about right now in L.A., which, yeah. Wow. So it's it's like a, just a, an L.A. Film, bike film festival. Basically, yeah. It's an L.A. It's become that. It's become an L.A. Um, bike film festival. Where it's uh, it's made by LA bike riders for LA bike riders about LA bike riders. Wow, it sounds like you you really sexed it up getting everybody involved in this thing. Um, now now when you make these films, are you, are you definitely saying, hey, I want to make it for this audience or something, or is it just uh, I, the documentary just sort of happens and um, you sort of cut it later, or, or yeah. do you have like an idea when you're making it? It kind of just I mean the documentary it was just kind of something that. I wanted to see and be entertained by. It's kind of like, um, you know, I, I play music on rides and you kind of, I play music selfishly for myself to entertain myself and then other people find it entertaining also. So it kind of did the same approach when I make movies is I'm making it for myself, but, you know, everyone else is being involved, but I wanted to make something that I wanted to see. And um, so it didn't really have an audience in mind. It was more just this story needs to be told. We need to show this side of life. And that's where it came out of. And, can so, we play so something? it's almost. Like, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, can Can you give us a website where we can play yeah. something? Yeah. If from? you go to uh, Vimeo. Uh-huh. So why why he tries to find that? Uh, I I'm thinking you were saying you you like the music. You do music on the rides. Is this almost like the the pictures with the with the soundtrack or? <laughs> yeah, a bit. Um, one of the pieces we're showing is a West Side. Uh, there's a ride on the West called the West Side Mosey. Uh-huh. It's a great little party ride. Um, we're showing a piece that Richie Thomason, who's another filmmaker, and I, we, we shot. It's less of a story. It's more of a visual piece, more of um, almost right. a music video. So there are some pieces that we're showing on Friday that have that element. But for the most part, the Money Not Rehab doc is, you know, it's a story about this guy and his day and what he does in order to prepare for this ride. It's kind of an interesting piece because we see him in the daytime. He's kind of almost a loner. Um, he's, you know, kind of eats by himself and he does his own thing. And then at night he's just surrounded by all of his friends and he's leading a, a, a ride of a hundred plus people. Um, so it's interesting to see that kind of contrast between, uh, you know, his, uh, his work life and his nightlife. And that was something that I found, I find very interesting about Midnight Riders because you're, you're biking with all different types of people from all walks of life. And everyone has day jobs. They all do something during the day. and um, But at night, you become kind of one thing. And I, I like that. That's what I really like about the scene. You kind of lose yourself in it. So I wanted to kind of focus on a leader and show what he what his personality is, what he does during his off you know off hours before a ride. So 
That was kind of the angle. What, how many movies it. are there? There this? are five short films and then two little super shorts. So kind of seven total, actually. It's going to be a little over an hour of content. Um, so not super long. It's only $5 a ticket, and uh, it's going to be a fun night. Yeah, we'll be there. All right, so um, let's play this little clip. Okay, cool. Oh. Yeah. All right, so you can talk us the director's cut. Yeah, so we, we made a little video. If you go to Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O.com, you can uh, check out Funwunce, F-U-N-W-U-N-C-E. And there's a little promotional trailer that we're showing right now. But can you say the site again? F-U-N? F-U-N-W-U-N-C-E. Or you can go to MidnightRiders.com. The video should be up on that main main website. And right, we're having load issues. Is is whistling allowed? Whistling is... You can whistle after each film. <laughs> Clap and whistle. That's no problem. Try to refrain from whistling when we're showing the action. Yeah, races. yeah. You sound kind of experienced talking about this, but it's the first time you've done it. So where does that kind of... You know, professional way of talking about it come from? Um, I've, well, I've been doing the whole film thing now for for a little bit. I make my living as a cinematographer, director of photography, and uh, I haven't shown some of my work for a while. I, I made a little feature on a video camera with my all my high school friends uh, back when I was about 17, when I grew up in Napa Valley. And we did this back in high school. We organized a, a screening at a film, you know, a little theater. We rented it out and did that whole thing. So... I haven't shown, I haven't done something since, so it's kind of fun. It's kind of harkening back to those old old times um, when I did that in high school. So the only difference is I've involved so many people in the bike scene that it's kind of taking care of itself in terms of the marketing. A lot of people have approached me are very excited about this, not only because they're in it, but also because they want to get these movies out to the public, that they're willing to pick up flyers, pass them around, and just get the word out there around L.A. To, this is the place to be. This yeah, Friday night, I'm, so I'm almost wanting to pass out flyers. Yeah, I can give you. It some. Sounds like a good a good event. It's yeah, gonna be fun. Yeah, awesome. I think it's gonna be really unique, just because no one's ever kind of done something like this before. And I can guarantee anyone that comes, you're gonna be entertained, and you're gonna walk out of there satisfied. Five dollars well spent for sure. Um, it's gonna be a good night. Let's try to get people to come. Uh, like, yeah, in, it's in it's a midnight screening. I think there's a lot of people that still think that Rocky Horror Picture Show is going on. So <laughs> yeah. maybe you'll get some of those Rocky Horror Picture Show people that will show up and go, "Hey, man, where's Rocky Horror?" And then we'll go, "Well, it's bicycle films," and they'll go, "Oh," <laughs> but but they'll be totally entertained by it. We can trick them. This Absolutely. little little piece is because it's we're set, we're a radio program. Um, I can actually show you. We made a little teaser trailer. For the Monday Night Rehab doc. Well, let me finish this. I'll just show this to you guys so you can get at least get teased with the, the good music. It's basically a compilation of uh, the films with a lot of text reminding you of the date and the address and whatnot. I know her. Yeah, she's in one of the pieces. And she's whistling. Well, she's not whistling. She's not in This is Richie's film that we're seeing here. Awesome. The Angelopes movie. Really exciting. This is a new piece that Richie and I worked on called The West Side Mosey. It's that thing I was telling you about, more like right. a music video. That was a lot of fun, and it looked beautiful. Um, and I crashed really hard on that ride, but survived. 
and this is the piece. This is the Monday Night Rehab piece that stars John Osnap Clark. He kind of is know, that comic books he had? Those are actually uh, or spoke graphic cards, novels. Spoke cards. Actually. Spoke cards. Wow. And uh, we're doing something a little interesting. We're selling pre-sale tickets for this uh, event. And if you buy a pre-sale ticket, it's essentially a spoke card that cool. you get. Awesome. That's your ticket. I'll buy one today. Yeah. Cool. So pop him out. Yeah, pop him come out. on. Let's see it. Come on, right make here. make. Oh, oh look at he's already done it. <laughs> I've already got some. Awesome. So yeah, we've got Friday and Saturday night. And anybody out okay. there that wants to buy a ticket, you can buy one now if you go to rickdarge.com/vista. It's R I C K D A R G as in George, E as an elephant. dot com forward slash vista V I S T A, and all the information is there. You can buy a ticket online. You can buy a ticket at the door. The advantage of buying online is you get a ticket. You get a re- you get a seat reserved now. I don't know if it's and a spoke out. card and a cool spoke card. Yeah, but you have to prepay. Be- so um, prepay. Yes. Let, let's get back to uh, you. You were talking about being a cinematographer. Some of the people out there that that aren't in the business, uh, cinematographer is responsible for the the visual or everything. Pretty much, he's telling the story with pictures, and the director's telling him, I want to do this, I want to do this, and you're going, oh, I think you're going to have to put the camera here to get this shot to frame this and all that other thing. Do do you actually uh, think about other films? We were joking beforehand about what films... uh, Influence your stuff, but from a from an action kind of orientation, is it different to, to film a bike film than uh, something? Money is being exchanged as we speak. It looks like we a just, drug deal. We here. just made, we exchanged some money. He's I got tickets. It. He's got his Friday tickets on him. Wow! You guys better get your tickets quick because I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, Kill are, Radio is right? buying them all up here. <laughs> but that's your ticket, so show it at the door, and you this get to keep beautiful it. Beautiful so, card. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a part of a company called Fun Once. Uh, we have a lot of artists based out of Houston, Texas. One of our artists designed that, Blake Jones. Uh-huh. And um, we do a lot of comedy, commercial work, music video work, things like that. So this is the first time we've ever put on an actual event event. So it's well, new great. for us, but uh, on the front, we're, we're excited. Okay, on the front, I don't know which the... It's got a picture of what could be the Vista Theater. Yes. And it's got some info. Or the Alamo. <laughs> and a bike and, and fun ones and um, thought balloons with words about bikes and Los Angeles in it. And on the back, it's got the Admit One classic uh, ticket. Yeah, yeah, film ticket. Yeah. So, yeah, if you guys want these limited spoke cards, pick, limited. Them, up. pick them up from me in person. Highly desirable. Highly, exactly. I'll be yes. at. Uh, I'll actually be at the Monday Night Rehab ride this Monday selling tickets. That'll be the last there you ride. Go. I'll be on this week because I gotta go. We have a lot of editing still left to do. We really? like to push. Oh, things. I like this up oh, until yeah. the final minute. We go to the final minute. We're shooting actually two pieces this weekend. I'm shooting in an hour with Richie. We decided to do two little quick short films that we're gonna wow. intersperse into the program guide that people don't know about. So, you know, you're gonna see some surprises that wasn't advertised on the initial screening so this little comedy wow. about bikes all about bikes every film is about wow bikes. it's like an extra extra it is you should hook up with chicken like, Larry. A, like a you know thing. you've seen oh, him yeah, filming definitely. everywhere right yeah well i've known him since the beginning okay <laughs> <laughs> so so having said that um you're you're feverishly making films up and until last minute yeah pretty pretty fantastic the the artist thing or everything is it's kind of like cramming for an exam it is it feels good until the end <laughs> like i like it because you you do lose yourself and then i'll be super depressed next monday after it's all over <laughs> no <laughs> because it's like the wave is gone but then you work on the next thing and you know there's yeah. always something new but 
Mark and I, my producer, we were talking. We were like, we've got this theater. We booked it. It's paid for. Everyone's coming. Let's do add some more stuff to the roster. So we, we came up with a couple of little funny ideas really quick. Oh, that's awesome. Just be interspersed in there. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'm on this. I'll tell you about one. One is uh, it's the 12 steps to how to become a midnight rider, and it's kind of like mm. found footage from the 1980s. We're shooting on a bad VHS camera, and it's, it's a comedy video, and it teaches you what you need to do in order to successfully ride on the streets of L.A., and we... It's kind of ridiculous and funny, and that's great. It'll be a little surprise for people. Is this one of those autofocus cameras? <laughs> yeah, it's autofocus. Auto- oh, those are great. You know, it's funny because we had a Mark has a VHS in Texas. He had UPS mail it out. His mom mailed it out to us for oh, the shoot. You didn't have to do that. I, I have those that I shoot with all I the know, time. No, I should have. UPS broke it. So luckily, this is how great the bike community is. I put out a thing on Facebook. Hey, we need a VHS camera. Within five minutes, a bike rider that we know contacted us said yeah you can buy oh, that's mine awesome. so that's the uh the great thing about the community and the great thing about this little film fest that we have going on is that everyone is so excited and so involved and wanting to be involved so i hope we can keep this going we've been talking about possibly doing this once a year or twice a year at the vista absolutely and do our own bff because um i've heard a lot of not to knock bff but i've heard a lot of you know, small complaints about how they run their operation, and you know we don't know what we're doing. But the thing I like about what we're doing this Friday is that it's all LA bike movies about the LA bike scene. That's what it's very. Su- yeah, specific, that's how so. it should be. It should be. Yeah, but exciting because they have little production teams in all these different cities. Mm-hmm. You know, right? And if they're doing that, you know, we might as well have our own. Yeah, production we, team I mean, this is LA. Friday. This is Hollywood, so yeah, <laughs> it seems like it should have been happening. For in a while. fact, I think when he came, Brent Barber, he said that. L.A. was one place they didn't have a team for, which really? was sounded no, strange. But, it, but it's Hollywood. It's kind of like we, we have so much going on, especially this weekend. There's the uh, the Golden Globes, and I know I'm going to ride my bike out yeah, there. Too, right? yeah. Well, it's 10.20. Get that award. Cool. Yeah, we, we're, we're saying the time here, not yeah. because we're anal retentive, but he we, actually has that, we're going that out other to, appointment to, we're going to, to shoot we're right going now. We're going to shoot. We're yeah. shooting for next week. Shoot, so shoot, shoot. There cool. is stuff shoot that... It up. Is going that we're doing? Yes, exactly. My brain is scrambled. So, yeah, but, don't uh, don't forget that money there that we gave. Yeah, thank Dude. you, for your thank support. you so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so if people want to buy tickets again, so if people want to buy tickets, they can go. The quickest way to do that is to do go to a link off my website, which is www.rickdarge.com forward slash vista v i s t a. That's it, and you go there. Tell you a little bit of information. There's a link to uh, buy tickets. You can buy them through PayPal, and uh, they'll be mailed out to you, or they can be held on will call, depending on what you decide to do. You can also buy tickets at the door. The doors open at midnight, January 20th and January 21st. So bring a friend, bring Pretty a non-rider awesome. friend, come out for a fun night. It's going to be exciting. It's never yeah, been and, the, and the Vista is a great venue. Yeah. They've got those huge seats. It, 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 a lot of people don't know this, but that was one of the flagship theaters years ago. And the back row is these huge big seats because they used to have the studio execs. They'd sort of wander in and watch from the back there. I didn't know that. Well, they've, they've stopped doing that. Now anybody can sit in there. They had a big renovation, and they, they kept with that uh, theme. Everybody thinks they did the theme for Elvira, but that was... You know, 20 years later after Elvira that, that it came along, but it's this Egyptian theme with all this sort of empress kind of stuff. Yeah. Really big. Uh, if you remember anything, they discovered King Tut's tomb and that's why it was 
that motif with the Egyptian and now the Vista and all the rest of them, the Fox ship thing. Okay, Nick is uh, queuing something else up? Yeah, we're just going to listen to some bike music. Thank you all so right. much. Thank you, well, guys. Thank you really much. appreciate yeah. it. So okay, cool. looking forward to seeing you out there. Awesome you rock. Too. Thank you. That was awesome. Shepherd's bush and a leopard's pie She's marching to the funky feet Of James Brown and his dancing feet I'm gonna set your fish on fire It's the whipping of desire So please do not resist your fate I'll pick you up Yes, it's a day How could I forget to mention The bicycle is a good invention Sitting there in a silent movie Beside the only girl who really ever knew me Happy days but sad of facing Heaven knows I'm on the case So how could I forget to mention the bicycle Somebody told the world The beauty of your to Rick Darge. Have you heard about his movies he's putting on the Vista uh, next Friday and Saturday? Oh, yes. It's a collection of uh, minute writers films. Yeah. They came to our uh, last screening and told me about a little bit. I don't think they My have day. enough porn. The, uh, <laughs> so you're, you're doing something a little different. True. Our movies are a little different. We've got a screening tonight over at the Bike Oven and we are going to share erotic visions of bicycle love. And I'm sure you get the same questions every time you do an interview. Maybe you don't. Uh, 
yeah, they want to know why uh, bikes are so perverted. <laughs> uh, yeah, why, why are bikes so perverted? I don't know. They were just born that way. <laughs> um, you know, but who are we to judge an inanimate object's desire to explore the ideals of proper and exciting sexuality? Well, I mean, and the bikes, they're they're... They seem to have some connection with human sexuality. It's not like, I mean, there's both. I guess there's bikes. You could be bike. There's bikes can be sexual with other bikes. You know, it's uh, up to each individual to, like, you know, claim their own sexuality. So, in the same regard, each bicycle would probably be no. Bikes are inanimate objects. They have no actual will. You have to be able to be comfortable with that and treating objects like people is a little bit strange so but we do do it in a way I mean the thing is that the real thing about uh, bikes that people may not understand is that you look at these objects in your life and you know objects that you really are close to you know some people really love their cars you know they have this very deep connection with their cars but they really don't know much about what's going on inside the car. You know, even if they are a great mechanic, they can't actually feel very much. They push the pedal. They turn the wheel. If the car, if they're pulling over, they might be able to pop open the hood and, like, check something out. But ultimately, that's the limit of their interaction. Now, with a bicycle, of course, you've got a lot more intimate sensation of its exact operation. And you know what's going on with it. And you put your trust into it. And that is at the heart of any intimate relationship is trust. Now, if you are riding your bike down the street and you decide to steer into a um, cement truck, you will both suffer immediate consequences for your actions. That is the kind of trust we're talking about. If you, you know, if you both have that kind of intimacy where you are putting your each other's lives into each other's hands, a lot of quotes in that, that statement. So, so do you, you you have? I would imagine you you have really um, thought about sex. My drugs, so and, and, and taking it, and, and probably you've had some. Uh, you know, that's that why like your reverendship comes from. That's not, that's not why. It just happens to be a coincidence. Because, um, yeah. So, can we learn? We can learn about about. We can learn a lot from coming to see these movies. Oh sure. I mean, it's the only opportunity to in LA now. We did two screenings at the homeroom just on Wednesday. It was great. We had dog tacos. People were just laughing the aisle, having a great time, really engaging with the works. And then it's like, well, this was really good, so let's do another screening. So um, we'll do the bike oven tonight. Here's here's chicken liver. Let me let me put put whoa, you on the phone with chicken. Whoa. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm working on a bike here. Uh, I actually, um, so they're more like instructional films or educational films? Every artist is wow. uh, encouraged to make their own expression. So in some cases, 
yes, you will learn about some fairly uh, helpful ways to lubricate your body and your bike if you uh-huh. know these things. And other ones are going to be a different kind of exploration into a variety of people's, you know, what drives them. You know, if you need to have... Uh, you, you mean what... what what actually motivates him? Because when I think of drive, I think of cars, and that's just the opposite of what you want to attract tonight, right? Hey, I choose my words. I didn't ask for you to put any in there now. Don't! I think the thing is that, you know, they say, like, you ride a bike and you drive a car, but really, that's the opposite way, actually. Because riding is like horses, right? You don't do any of the work, you just steer it. And driving, you'd be the force that actually moves the object. I don't know when those words got turned, got backed around, but and it's parking on the driveway and driving on the parkway, I suppose. You want to have you have you seen any trends here in Los Angeles that you hope will be sort of uh, followed in the the bike porn future? I noticed that uh, you you moved out of your digs in uh, Echo Park. Was it a little too pedestrian and moved out into the Casa with the Los Angeles? Is that more to your liking? This is a rather curious line of questioning. You know, the thing about uh, our our group is that we want to explore all sorts of different avenues for people to be able to share their ideas with us. And if we get too comfortable, then really we've failed our larger community. So, so what you're saying is you need to be woken up sometimes with uh, uh, a, a stream of urine and, and as if you were a dead body and. Afghanistan or something, or, or what? Generally speaking, I prefer a, a, you know, bourbon, like a splash of water. But. Oh, I, I'm, I'm more of a coffee guy myself. Not not having coffee splashed on me, but maybe internally, you know, a cup of coffee in the morning kind of thing. Anyway, Phil, you've been you've been doing this for a while. Uh, is there any attempt to, to, like, I know there's a website and stuff, too. Is there any attempt to, to like, really legitimize this and... Go go the merchandising route, maybe uh, stuff the kids are into, uh, t-shirts, you know. Uh, we have a bicycles. Your line of bicycles coming out? Sure. Yeah, we have we have the finest handmade, hand filled screen underwear ever assembled. But there's not many left, unfortunately. We've been on tour for nearly a year, and Poppycocks, our uh, queen of bikes, went came down to L.A over a year ago and purchased a uh, ream of fabric and personally laid out the patterns, cut all of the fabrics, silkscreened all of the hand-drawn images from our other Teresa, who still doesn't have a very good porn name. Oh, that's uh, Teresa. Uh, but, oh, excuse me, <laughs> Mr. Fur. Hey, they're listening in. That's pretty cool. Um, I, I have a, I have one, one further thing. I mean, you, you talk about, uh, you know, making your own line of underwear and stuff. But, I, you know, if you've been out there for a year, I mean, wh- what do you do? You, you have two sets and you wash one while, you, while you wear the other one, and vice versa. I mean, Wait, or do you have one for each day of the week? Can you explain that question one more time? <laughs> I was not paying attention. Do, do you, don't you don't you put like the day of the week on your underwear? Oh, <laughs> more like the month. But you know, not everyone should wear underwear the way I wear them. 
All right. Well, t- tell us about some of the films out there. You don't have to go into vivid kind of visceral detail, but maybe the titles and, and the filmmaker. Can you just sort of hint at a couple? There's uh, Take It to the Bridge, which is a really uh, delightful artistic romp. Sounds of, like rock and roll. Uh, a girl's out painting a bridge uh, in Portland, and another girl decides to get her attention by riding her bike across her painting. And uh, that's pretty exciting. The uh, tumultuous paint fight that ensues demands that they are absolutely naked and graphically uh, aroused by the end of the uh, production. And they produce quite an exciting bit of abstract art with the canvas as well. Um, yeah. Yes. Let's see. Uh, there's a number of stop motion uh, films. They use a uh, 8 millimeter and 16 millimeter. There's uh, one from Australia that uh, depicts a uh, a couple's a young couple's first kiss. Uh, there's uh, a uh, still image that's really you know they, they make the most out of this one shot. This movie from Croatia. It's only about a minute long. It's hilarious. But you have to be able to read the subtitles pretty quick because it's from Croatia. Hmm. And then there's this uh, um, uh, amazing movie starring a couple people from New York who collaborated, Andrew Shirley and uh, uh, he directed a film where uh, one single shot that's like seven minutes long that the camera really artfully and steadily pans across a naked biker who's on a stationary bike that's connected to a series of other bikes that, so that the chain keeps on moving and moving and moving and uh, ends being connected to a person who's receiving the pleasuring end of that bicycle. And wow. she is amazing. Um, so what? tell us about the kind of reactions. You go all over the country. I don't know. You've probably, let, you've probably been to different parts of the world, too. Uh, yes, we just completed a six-month tour of Europe now. We've been back in the United States for uh, about two months. And what, what's that like? Uh, being back in the United States. Well, going there and, I guess, coming back, you know, like all the whole well, thing, the tour. I really did not expect this to happen. I mean, I, I like the ideas a lot, and I thought this was uh, a really good way of getting people to be creative, to express parts of their uh, lifestyle that they wanted to share with others and, you know, kind of like to touch on something that would be a good idea for us, you know, like to be a little more open about sex and, you know, be more mature about it, to be able to facilitate conversations about it. You know, if you can't really talk about it, you probably don't have any business doing it. So it's like this is a good way to, like, take care of that first step because if you've been watching porn with people, you're kind of obligated to be like, well, what did you think about it and what did you like? What didn't you like? And would you like to join me in the bushes? Like right away, you know, these are conversations that people get to have following uh, a screening that can really yeah. make their lives a lot, you know, more pleasurable. And uh, um, for us to be able to share these ideas and then being labeled a, uh, uh, a sexual, a, a, a sex activist, 
a sextivist. Oh, I didn't know that term existed. You know, this is things like because they they actually have hope people find their voice and to be able to express their desires and be able to like you know demand certain things that make them feel better. That's so pretty amazing. It doesn't really sound that that bike specific. The, what you're describing as as what people come away with. Well, I mean, it's interesting because, of course, depending on what you come from, you'll have to, you know, it will filter your lens a little bit. So uh, what we've found is that we've gotten an awful lot of bikers who are, like, you know, finally able to engage sex culture in a kind of a more meaningful and uh, personal way that, like, makes them feel comfortable about themselves. We also find that, you know, we get per- a lot more perverts on bikes. <laughs> and I think that both are really important things because, you know, the... the the reason why they're connected, the reason why it works, you know, it's not just two random things that kind of like, hey, I like that, I like that, well, let's try them together. I mean, there's actually a little more to it because it's like, what moves you, you know? What is it? this form of transportation that, that actually, you know, you put it between your legs and it takes you to another place. And, you know, a lot of people made the same comparison with their lovers, that, like, they are able to transcend kind of the, their existence. Well, it's a good thing that you are that you didn't start like a hundred years ago when people were riding horses. Possibly. It would have been hard to do this, you know, at a different period of time. But, you know, that is actually, you bring up a good point, you know, it, it, that without meaning to probably, that the big difference between now and then is that um, film, making movies is easy. We just have, we just announced our call for entries. And so we're now accepting submissions for bike porn six, turning tricks. Ooh. Pretty exciting, right? And but that's yeah. the thing: making the movies is easy. Distributing them is hard. Being able to get people together to appreciate them is hard. And so, the way we do it, where we don't make DVDs, where we don't put it online, where we protect all the filmmakers' privacy, so you don't have to actually be a porn star and worry about getting a phone call from your grandma, you know. Uh, right? Those mm-hmm. are real important things. Because most people who make movies for us are not professional porn people. They're just people who want to feel good about their lives and their transportation and their sex. And so they mm-hmm. have something to share and they do so. They don't have to worry about grandma's phone call. All right, well, uh, Chicken Leather here has a question. Hey, you bring up an interesting point. Have you ever been hassled by the authorities because they just don't understand? They sort of lump it all together with uh, what I would kind of consider more like the hardcore industry, kind of like, uh, you know, triple X or something like that. They don't understand it's more... Uh, you know, a prior restraint is actually probably the bigger challenge. I mean, censors, that's the biggest challenge for our, for our censorship is that if we're coming into a state like Idaho that has really restrictive laws... You know, like, you can't actually show areola in a place that sells alcohol. Not just, like, a person can't walk in and take off his shirt. You know, like, not supposed to have male nipples either, right? Oh, but, wow. but like, you can't have well, a fair. video depicting a nipple in a place that sells alcohol. And so... So airbrush them out? Say what? The, he's asked if they airbrushed them, uh, the nipples out. You know, I mean, it's it, it's a real bit of a challenge because then, you know, we, we can, you can get away with a lot by not going to bars, but then you still have to walk fine lines, and then venue operators have to actually see the value of it. 
it was a real treat being at the homeroom for us because um, you know, they don't sell alcohol, and uh, you know, and so I personally, you know, I'd love to have a good drinker, and but the thing is that it, it does change the environment somewhat, and so you get a little more um, lucid responses from people when they have only been pre-funking as opposed to slamming beers during the entire course of the movie and performances. And mm. um, in some places, you know... They've only been pre-funking, what'd you say? Well, yes. I mean, they may have gone out and had a drink or two before they left. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're not, they, they may not be stone-cold sober, but they're not... Uh, yeah. Uh, Watto. Mm-hmm. Hammered. And so, yeah, definitely um, just, it's the... It's the finding the venues that see the value of the project and want to help support it and don't feel shame because when you say the word porn, you get incredibly insane responses from people. People will um, just, you know, they'll look at you and say, I'm in. And you're <laughs> like, well, I haven't explained it yet. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> and then other people will run. I have had people who literally... Put their turn, put their fingers in their ears, turned their backs on me, and ran away. Wow! Yeah, and huh. I was like, we were on, you know, like this was like just after a bike ride with like tons of people who were wearing like all sorts of crazy costumes and revealing outfits, and it's like this word is one of the more powerful words in our language, mm-hmm. and it's because people have such a connection with sexuality via that porno lens. It's like you go onto your computer, you find whatever the craziest thing you find, and then you go, oh God, I'm never doing that again, or I'm doing that every single day. And it really depends on who you are and what your interests are. But when I say bike porn to someone, usually in their minds, it is the craziest thing they've ever heard of. So it must be at least as crazy as anything they've seen online. And parts of it are pretty, you know, exciting, but, you know, it's funny, when I, yeah, when I started, when I started this phone call, I kind of feel like one of those, when I watched, when I watched, like, videos of, like, Dick Cavett interviewing musicians at Woodstock, kind of, feeling, okay, does that make sense at all, no, no, not yet, you've never seen, I don't don't know Dick Dick Cavett interviewing, well, just like, I know Dick Cavity, I don't know Dick Cavity. Is there somebody named Dick Cavity? Uh, yeah, there was. No. Because um, that would be a porn name, I could see. Yes. No, it just sort of like, you know, like I feel like I'm from the straight world talking to somebody from the initiated. Oh, well, let me know uh, if I'm going too fast. Hmm? Let me know if I'm going too fast. <laughs> okay. I can take my time. You know, I, I've, been a, I've been in this, this game for five years come on six years here not too long so i don't want to rush so do you have a uh day job this is is this yes, your day I'm job a pornographer <laughs> wow so you you can actually make like you make a this is your livelihood well yeah i wouldn't say i'm making my livelihood but i haven't killed anyone for money yet or died <laughs> myself so. and you're based in portland right I live out of a car. I haven't been to my home. I mean, I don't have a home specifically, but my 
uh, home state. I haven't been to Oregon for a year. Oh, really? Is that because you're touring? Yes. We've been touring for almost a year. Because we did a tour from Portland to New York, you know, where we went toured all around the North, the Northern Exposure Tour, and then flew from New York to Berlin and traveled from Berlin oh. to uh, the Balkans, to, or excuse me, to Vienna, to Romania, Hungary, to Athens, Turkey, and Istanbul, and Ankara, and Athens, Greece, and all over the Balkans, and all over Poland, and all over uh, Czech Republic, and all over the Scandinavian countries, and all over the Western Europe, and Southern Europe, and like came back to New York, and had been touring up and down the East Coast, and across the Southern Belt, and now we are in California. I got a couple questions. So what, when is, uh, how did you book these, uh, all these screenings? How did, well, who, did you have an agent? a lot of my day job, actually. I mean, it, it is interesting because, um, you know, you, you think there are some things that are like, okay, well, this will be a little challenging, but once you get the introduction, it will be easy. But we found out, like, uh, I had a, a friend who put on a show for us in Long Beach, did a really great job and he had connected me with a really good venue he thought down there that would be, be great and so I t- started talking to the venue operator and, you know <laughs> we started this process back in uh, back in November you know we were making making plans and we figured okay we'll probably do it in mid-January and we thought, okay we've got a date and he brought it to you know the co-workers you know he's the booker and the other co-workers put the kibosh on it they said no, we are not going to have bike porn. And it seemed a little strange. And I don't, it wasn't able to address it because it wasn't my issue. I wasn't able to encourage them to like, well, have you learned anything about us? And they're like, no, it's just, they don't want it. So is that mm-hmm. because they have problems with bikes? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but it may, maybe that they don't like the, uh, the booker. Maybe they have a personal thing with, that person or his what they think his interpretation or his his choices of what sex culture he might bring there's so many different ways that like it can really fuck you over particularly after you've done all the work and the hardest for us has been like bike kitchens typically they have been the most have been some of the most prude people even though they are totally sex positive they actually don't believe that there can be this touring film festival and it takes them hearing the good word from other people that we have traveled with to really kind of like, oh, this is something I actually do want. Um, so I, I'm, I've got a list of questions here. But, uh, I'm sorry. I'll keep it fast. No, no, no. No, that's fine. But uh, I would just to follow up on what you just said, it, is it could it partly be because bike kitchens are basically co-ops run by collectives and they all, you know, anybody can block something? That, I'm sure it comes into play frequently. You know, we were at a, a squat in Cam- not Cambridge, in Oxford, Oxford, uh, UK, right? And uh, a bunch of people were really excited for the show. We we, we came there directly uh, following a big festival, and people were like, kind of stood there, really like, "Hey, this is great!" You know, this is really we can invite the community, and you know, and, and someone was like. I'm, I'm, I'm going to block this. I'm not going to allow it. And they, they went. I was like, well, here's all these ideas. Here's why we're presenting it. And here's, you know, you're right to be worried about, you know, the proliferation of and bastardization of bicycle culture 
by improper sex culture, maybe, you know, or vice versa. You know, you don't want to get the wrong kind of transportation in your sex. But the what? We I say you don't want to get the wrong kind of transportation in your sex. Huh? You what know, would the I, wrong kind of transportation be? Well, the wrong kind. Yeah. What, what's the wrong kind of transportation? Well, no, that's the whole point. It's individual to have made that decision. Oh, right. right. Yeah. And that's why I was like, hey, you know, take it easy, right? We're we're We've got this really long history of individuals who decided that they are, you know, wanting to champion these ideas, and that they're not just one person's vision of what you should be or how you should look, but it's just, you know, kind of a fun way to spend an evening to have your brain tickled and that actually be able to, like, you know, feel better about who you are and what you're into. Yeah, it sounds and, like, like, yeah, it sounds, yeah. it sounds like a really positive, healthy way to spend an evening, and. Um, yeah, and, it, and I won't say that some movies don't push some limits because of them, right? We've had some really interesting reactions from people who were like, oh, that was way more than I, than I, than I was prepared for. You know, a friend of mine who's, like, super health conscious saw a movie and saw, like, you know, people who he was like, like okay, these, these are obese people and, and, and was disturbed and couldn't handle it. And I was like, that's kind of hilarious. But, hmm. you know, it was it probably in the long run was a really good thing for him because he's like, you know, He's, he's going to be, he's traveling around a lot more and dealing with a lot more people, and so it's good to kind of, like, shed those, like, um, barriers that keep us from being able to appreciate human bodies for what they are and all the different shapes we find. Um, so Chicken Loader has a couple questions. I'd like to just get hand the phone over to him. But my, mine were more along the lines of, like, we, we've, we've asked you about some of the restrictions. Do you find that some people are just like, well, it wasn't enough for them or something? And... The the other thing is, are you, uh, you you've been doing this long? Have you seen the the scene change? Uh, are you are you seeing other themes kind of enter into the films? Uh, those that are more uh, what we would call mainstream biking, and they don't necessarily just have to do with sex, but they have to do more with the freedom of it. Mm, well, I don't know exactly how to answer the second part, but I'll start with first. Okay. And that, yeah, we have seen people who were like um, really upset that they did not get you know, like, immediate hardcore gratification. You know, that's one of the things, like, people are used to, when they're used to watching porn, they sit down, and then it's, within, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, they've got as much as, you know, hard, as they possibly could want. They've reached practically the end of their sexual exploration, because, mm. all right, that's full penetration, <laughs> complete lighting, I see everything, now we'll just repeat that for the next half hour. I don't think that's really all that exciting myself. I mean, I think it's the ability to, you know, like I say, it's the journey. It's the ability to, like, slowly dole out some delicious morsels until you really got uh, your appetite for your craving for more. That's what, you know, is, is there more excited. Is there anything uh, in the world of regular porn that is more intellectual uh, like this? Because I've always wondered, you know, where th where's the porn for, for, you know, people's brains? I don't know about regular porn because the term itself is kind of uh, uh, insane. That's I mean, premium or ethyl, right? <laughs> it, it, it takes for a moment to be like, okay, well, there's most porn. Well, non-bike porn, right? But there's so many other kinds of porn that are like non-bike porn. But then there are many that are really good. I mean, we are now. Uh, uh, talking with Courtney Trouble, who's like a huge queer porn star, and she wants to make a bike porn. 
Wow. And she's been making amazing porn for like you know a long time now, and it's like, and really been able to get some amazing images and emotions out of people. You know? Really? Yeah. I mean, I saw a movie of hers as a short. This was in the Berlin Porn Film Festival, which we had to crash and be able to like find a special time to like get our program in there, which was pretty exciting because uh, it's a huge international festival. Huh. And but she, uh, a bunch of different. So you got your stuff made. shown at the. You got your stuff shown there. Well, it was a how to describe it. Uh, it's kind of off Broadway style, so it wasn't at the same yeah. venue. Right? right, but it was the same weekend, Fringe. and so tons of people who otherwise would be watching that more professional. Yeah, like the Shadow, the Shadow Berlin Porn Film Festival. Sure, and so uh, uh, she had a movie in that we saw, or it was a, a short as part of a program, and uh, hers was by far the best. But that was a lot because you know uh, it. it you felt, by the end of it, you felt really close to the people involved. You know, there was no real storyline. It was really just um, people having sex. But you still felt close to them because of the, the way that she handled it, the lighting she chose to use, you know, the angles, that the way she framed it. The, the people themselves were having a great time, and she helped share that joy. And that's the kind of style that you know we're really hoping to encourage in others hmm. well I don't know what to say next yeah sounds sounds like a a, a revolution uh, uh, other <laughs> themes well, right? other themes every time it goes around what'd you say I said every time the bike goes around uh -huh. it, it is revolution that's right uh, um, we did have a program our second year's program was uh, was was much less porno themed it was called bike exploitation right and mm -hmm. so we saw a couple people who made more exploitation based films and you know the idea is like oh it's all about the titillation and never about the actual porn right and so that did get some people's dial there was a there were a couple people who was like you know just like like this one girl was like furious like but it's not porn like well different people's interpretation it's not porn mm -hmm. Wait, what, I don't, what's the difference between bike exploitation and the others that you do? In the second year's program, there was a lot less graphic content. Ah. In other years, there's there had been more explicit, you know, like like porn with bikes rather than kind of maybe like different interpretations to the point where I was like, well, they've uh -huh. got their clothes off and they're engaging in sex, which you can't really see very much. We don't, I don't know if what, what's going on. You know, and if you're not paying attention, you might not actually understand or even rec recognize the various bits and pieces because people were a little more reserved, right? But we had actual penetrating sex in that movie, which is, you know, it's great. It looked really good, you know. Nice fat cock, really beautiful bodies. Like, oh, lovely. But if you weren't watching, you might have, you know, like it was lit with bike lights. So. Huh, yeah. Subdued, right? Red, red blinkies. <laughs> it was lit with red blinkies. Mm -hmm. What's your bike style? What, what what would you say it is like? Your daily use of a bike, or your, how do you 
How does it fit into your life? The bike. Aside I from mean, your... it's really embarrassing in some ways because I have to drive so much or to do my job. It's kind of like well, the more I got into the bike culture, the more I ended up having to drive. Huh. Ironically. But um, when I am riding, I usually am really stoked. I've got like a generally have a, a smile on my face and um, you know cruising around I have my uh, single speed double mm. single speed you know polo bike so it's got a spinny gear and like a really strong street gear yeah apparently tell us about uh, tell us about a double single speed alright so double single speed or dingle speed has two chain rings and two cogs oh right? I see and okay. if you have horizontal drops and you have figured out the um, number of teeth. So you've got, let's say, uh, 40 on the on the front ring and 20 on the back. And the other one is, a, say, 44 on the front ring and 16 on the back, for example. Well, both of those numbers equal 60, right? Total number of teeth in either alignment. Okay. And so you, you can actually just take the chain as it is without having to even remove a link or anything and just if you use the horizontal drops you can just loosen it and move it over you know the quarter inch and then you tighten it back up and now you've got a whole That's other ratio that you get to use it's awesome ask my question um well but what so what is it i'm sorry what is it what do you do how does it change the ride well i mean the thing is that i like being able to have a very versatile bike you know and gears give you a lot of options, but derailers can be a real challenge. You know, they can be strong, but they can be finicky. They can need a little bit of dialing in, and if you're taking them and you're treating your bike, you know, as I often do, without that much care, I just kind of like ride the shit out of it, usually. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't always have very work working brakes because I'll throw the bike on and off the car and other bikes get stacked on top of it and it just ends up taking a lot of abuse just in its normal when it's not even being used, right? So having some options make it be a lot more functional for me and I've got these really tight handlebars that allow me to like, you know, cruise, relaxed, you know, but also allows me to weave through traffic and I've got really fat tires which allow me to like, you know, go over curbs and do any sort of like urban street riding but also like I can go mountain biking and I often do if I can you know if I can meet up with people and go take me on some trails I've got the ability to you know have a high speed which allows me to race an alley cat or I can switch to, switch to my spinny gear and play polo which is also just excellent you know like a really fun sport and a really these are all being able to have a variety of ways of biking Teach, but they all teach you different things that will help you become a more confident cyclist. And polos, I think polos are really underappreciated for that because if you're playing in an environment where you're comfortable and you're learning about your balance and you're learning how to ride with one hand, you know, you are, and you're learning how to negotiate traffic in a safe environment. So you've got different people and different elements that are coming to cut you off or you're going to cut them off. You have to watch out for the ball. You have to do all these different things. And you learn how to negotiate that traffic and how, like, oh, my God, I'm going to crash. Well, uh, what do I do? And I, mm-hmm. I'll move like this, and it will make it so that the bike crashes, but I'll just end up on my feet. 
And I noticed after playing polo for a very short period of time that my ability to ride in auto traffic was really improved. And I had a couple crashes where cars cut me off. And what did I do? I just leaned the certain way that I did when I was playing polo. And I removed myself from the scene and I sacrificed the bike. And mm. tragic as it was, I walked away, even though the bicycle, you know, had suffered through like bent spokes or, uh, you know, worse. Are you, do you, so do you play um, bike polo in the cities you go to? Whenever possible. I mean, a lot of times it doesn't work out. It's really tragic. They're having tournaments in, like, most of the cities that we've been at, you know, within a week or so of us leaving. Uh, well, I'll have, like, friends that I haven't seen for a year from Portland and Seattle. They'll be traveling to, like, places that I was just at or I'll just miss. Uh, you know. so, so what about here in L.A.? Did you hook up with, with the people here? Well, I tried last Sunday, so that didn't work. But maybe I'll give another go this Sunday. But first, I'm I'm really excited about this. Uh, Paul, uh, the carcass is uh, from Atomic Cycles is organizing a uh, coaster bike coaster bike challenge. Uh, 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 and every Sunday this month, you know, you have to bring your bike with coaster brakes only. You know, no no uh, what's it called? No uh, gears. You know, just the one, mm. one gear ratio, and just a coaster brake, and you're going to race. So I, I think I'll do well in that. But after that, maybe I'll come play some polo. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, yeah, that's great. The really beautiful bike culture that you guys have developed down here. Um, I'm really blessed that I, that I feel so embraced to be part, be part of it because I think you guys are doing really good things. I talked to a little gal last night, and she was like, you know, Super excited to see that more regular people are embracing it for the really simple and obvious joy that it brings them to their lives. Okay, so just to, it sounds like we could be near the end of our conversation. What, what, do you want to tell us about the show again tonight? Just sure. The- well, the bike oven is an amazing place. You can go there. You can like learn about bikes. You can learn, you know, about community. You can volunteer to help other people. You know, there's a lot of potential and these community spaces are real important for improving the fabric of our lives and they have chosen to embrace our program a collection of different people's ideas about bikes and sex to help encourage to have more honest conversations about these salient ideas that bring quality of life to our to our lives that good sex and good transportation will help us and we're doing it tonight. They're having an art ride at 7 o'clock, so we'll go around to different galleries and check out a lot of different art. We'll come back to the bike oven. We'll do a screening at 10 o'clock. And then we'll go to San Diego. And maybe if anyone knows anyone, and we're doing a show in San Diego on Tuesday at the Ruby Room, with uh, also at 10 o'clock. And maybe if anyone knows anyone in uh, Tijuana, where uh, you might be able to cross the border on wow. Monday or... I, I know a venue there. Uh, Chicken Lover says he knows a venue there, so maybe he can tell you tonight at the Bike Coven. Okay, that uh, would be great. Um, so can, where can we go? Is there a place online we can get tour info besides what you just told us, or is it? Sure, yeah. We have a variety of social media diseases that you can catch with your computer. Mm. You can go to bikesmut.com. You can go to our Facebook group, which is Bike Porn Films. You can go to our tour blog, which is 
bikeporntour.blogspot.com. You can go to our Bike Smut Tumblr. You can follow us on the Twitters. You can probably just talk about anyone. I, um, you know, we have a page on kpfk.org, and the, the the most hits we got by a factor of like at least ten was from the World Naked Bike Ride. So, sure. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to put uh, bike porn up there and see if that does as well. Fantastic. Yeah. No. I mean, the World Naked Bike Ride is such a another beautiful thing, and the, and in a way, you know, it's obviously it's sexual in that got all these really beautiful people riding their bikes around but then it's totally unsexual because it's like well if everyone's naked then suddenly nudity doesn't become this kind of like oh my god I can see their breasts and genitalia it's like well Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. but you don't really care and it's like just great to feel free and alive embrace your own humanity in kind of like a more simplistic manner yeah I mean and if if we were hiding our noses all the time maybe people would fetishize noses and and get all excited. Absolutely. It's a, it's a really curious thing what clothing can do. All right. Well, it is history. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk again, uh, you know, after the after the show and if you, in some time. And just sure, I talk. love talking to Bike Talk. You guys at Kill Radio are the best. Thanks, And uh, Thanks feel free to call time. anytime. All right. Well, we will. And uh, have a great show tonight. Thanks, Nick. You all too. Right. Take care, brother. All right. Take care. Peace. Peace. Bye.
Bike talk. Okay, and now Chicken Leather with the Coaster Break race results. Hi. So uh, all I know is the space I came in. I came in like about in the middle of the field, but uh, it's been a heated heated race. Uh, Dingo on the Chicken Leather Design Cruiser coming in second, and then, of course, John the roadie. He's not the roadie, John, but John coming in, who's won it before, he actually came in first. This last course was uh, really kind of... Uh, it rolled around all of the developments in Calabasas, uh, first going uh, parallel to the 101 freeway um, just past Valley Circle and then going uphill there. Uh, the bikes, uh, a lot of people we were warned would, would have to hill climb. And, of course, the hill climbing was in, in these huge mountains with uh, little single track uh, coming up the side. Uh, through dirt, some of it uh, just uh, sort of inundated with all sorts of uh, uh, other riders that were on geared bikes and, and what have you. Uh, as you know, the Coaster Break, single single kind of, it best described as a single hub with the brakes in, inside it. Um, there, there are a couple different designs, mostly the ones with the... Uh, the if you pedal forward, this is how it works. You pedal forward, it... it, it pushes you forward and then if you pedal back it retards your motion because what it does is by doing that there's a spindle that actually unwheels un and the two uh, brake shoes interact with the the uh, drum or the hub of the brake uh, the hub of the wheel uh, actually I noticed the last time uh, some of the footage that uh, PJ who's been riding for a while now this is the seventh in, in the, the series uh, his uh, coaster brake was actually overheating. He, he touched it and almost burned himself. It's that hot coming down these uh, steep mountain courses. So um, ideally, if you were going to do this mountain bike courses, you probably want to do this with with uh, a front brake, but you're not. You're actually using uh, a back brake, and that's why you skid out a lot of times. So that's the finesse, learning how to deal with this. And there's one more coming up this weekend that we'll see Reverend Phil out for. How cool is that? Get in the groove, the blood 
shoulders relax. I love to ride my bicycle, and those are the facts.
Okay, we're going to have a calendar in just a minute. Stay tuned. Just uh, play the bike music underneath? If you like. All right, I guess I'll start with what's going on tonight. We just talked to Reverend Phil of Bike Smut, and he's going to be... Phil Smut. Showing the the bike porn at the bike oven Show tonight. and tell. It's at, uh, there's a bike porn ride at 7 p.m. No, no, that's the art oh, ride. Sorry. It seems pornographic, but okay. art always seems that way. So, yeah, but, you know, it's like it, one thing leads to the other. And the ride meets at the bike oven at 7 p.m. That's a great ride. The, the it is. The spoken art ride. You yeah. Stop at several galleries in, what's the neighborhood called? Northeast Los Angeles. Really? It's north and east of Los Angeles. Okay. It's not Eagle Rock or anything? <laughs> Well, no, but we go in a big circle. Sometimes we, we touch the outer boundaries. See? Touching. There you touching. go. Touching the outer boundaries yes. is, is the limits. a great transition from but, the um, to the you know, You know, and we, we talk about all these other issues, but they really have more to do with how it's freedom for you on your bicycle. That's right. You don't right. have to worry about your car or getting towed or finding parking or anything right. if you're on a bicycle. So then we got bike porn at 10 p.m. at the bike oven. The, it's at 3706 North Figueroa. Number is 323-223-8020, and Chicken Leather will be there. If you listen to the podcast, you know, it, it, Spoken Art Ride is every... 
Second Saturday of the month. And so it's just a great ride. You should come out and do it. It's 3706 North Figueroa. Uh-huh. Chicken Leather will personally meet you, and you will be able to work on your bike or Personally. Anything. So uh, what do we got next, Chicken Leather? Uh, there's there's the movies about film that's coming up next mu- next uh, Friday and Saturday that we talked to a filmmaker about earlier. Yeah, we talked to Rick Darch, and it's at the Vista. Which he, you, he also directed these. Yeah, and he, he's a cinematographer who directed right. a lot of these. Absolutely. And the debut the- of Monday Night Rehab, story of the Midnight Riders, and uh, it's a doc. So don't don't ask why there's no car crashes or action adventure stuff. I'm sure there's sequences like that, but it's a documentary. Okay. And and you have some thoughts about the Vista Theater at, at, at I Vermont, like the Vista Vermont and Hillhurst. I like it's the Vista. A, it's too. a great it's a great authentic Vista kind of. I mean, that's also the location. Not many people know this. But across the street, Caddy Corner is where Intolerance was actually shot by D. Duffy Griffin. So there's a long history of filmmaking, where there's revolutionary a filmmaking, uh, phenomenal epic filmmaking. And so this is just one other feather in the cap of Los Angeles. So we've had a lot of movies in the show today. A lot of movies. And then what else we got coming up? We got a coaster break. Uh, that's tomorrow with uh, Paul from Atomic Cycles. It's over at uh, their meeting tomorrow morning at 6401 Platt Avenue in West Hills, 91367. You can Google it. That's West Hills, 91367. That's where we're going to meet at 7 and meet and greet. At, and then we ride about 8 o'clock. We're going to go to a, a place. Uh, we're trying to keep this on the down low because we've, we've had some problems with the authorities telling us, hey, you can't mountain bike around there. But they let real mountain bikers go up there, so, so we don't get it. So if you want to find out more about the Coaster Break Challenge, that's every one? Well, it's two more. This is number three. There's only four this month. So that's how it works. So Go to uh, AtomicCycles.com. Yeah, and they, there's a link there. You can see what a Coaster Break is. And then we got an LACBC event. There's a couple. There's also, uh, in a couple Sundays, uh, I guess it's part of the old... The whole, and this goes to uh, the fact that it's Martin Luther King's weekend, kind of that freedom, sort of freedom is sort of wrapped its way around our show today. Um, this is going to be part of the LACBC. They're going to have a fun ride, which they do every month. The next month's fun ride is uh, with the Wheelmen, and I think it's the, the Seat of the Towers where they, they do a Sunday fun ride. And you can join, or you can just do the tour if you're interested. And what they're going to do is they're going to check out um, the Watts Towers and go from there all the way to, I guess, Dock 52 in Marina Del Rey. All right, cool. So check that out at the LA-Bike or, or do they start Marina Del Rey? I think they start at Marina Del Rey at 8, and then LA they CBC. come back to Jesse Owens Park at 10, which is Okay, the so they, they meet on uh, Sunday, February 5th at 8 a.m. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. At Dock 52... Near Fiji Way. 13555 Fiji Way, Marina Del Rey. There you go. All right, that was the calendar, right? So that that's it. There's also one other event coming up, if you scroll through there. Uh, they they also are, are looking... No, no, that that's the Firecracker Ride. That's coming up in February. We can announce that, too. There's the Chinatown Firecracker Ride to coincide with uh, their new year. They're doing something on the 11th and 12th, I think... They're celebrating the Year of the Dragon, and I, I know that there's going to be the Ride and Run um, 
If you want to know more about it, there's links on, on the LACBC site. Or you can check at, and I'm looking for it here. It's somewhere in there. I, I know you can bring up, uh, it's part of the lunar calendar, so it has to do with the new moon there. But um, okay. there's a, a 10, 10K run and a 5K run and walk, and then there's also the 1K kitty run, not to be confused with the 20-mile ride, which is more of the challenge of the bike riders. So one more thing. There's nothing there. No, there... These are the rides, but there's also, I, I think, a call of uh, they're they were looking for input about um, some of the some of the routes uh, that are that are going to be happening. And there's a discussion in a couple things. I know that Glendale is having a big thing next Wednesday at seven, uh, discussing some of how to engage the bike plan in their areas and uh, like i said you can engage it at the lacbc website uh that's the los angeles bike coalition anything else nick no i don't have anything okay well there there we go there's there's your interest in the bike community all in a rumble and well, bumble for you we could r- scroll through the things that have been posted to the bike talk we uh, could facebook page we could but that would take too long wouldn't it i guess not we're gonna do it <laughs> we're gonna do a couple at least all right. What can we say? Scroll away. Um, well, we could go to events that we've been invited to. Okay. Could do that. Because sometimes we do go out to these events. Incognito. Um, here's the here's one. Which which one are you interested in? These are just today. Then we got tomorrow. Then we got. Wow. We should probably do this month because that way the podcast people will have a better chance of catching them. Any of these catch your eye? I, I like the treats and beats, the ride. Yeah. They're going to do the parade on Monday at 10 o'clock. So uh, what is that? Cool-ass Mike is going to get out there, I guess. And, and, you know, what is it? Ice cream bikes, and uh, they're going to ride, which is pretty cool. Where's it meet? Um, at, the, at the parade, which is over at uh, Sunset and Griffith Park. And it's going to be announced, and then I guess they're going to ride out to, um, what is it, down down in Crenshaw? Isn't that where they have the, the parade usually? What I know time? that's where I used to go for the parade. So it meets at Sunset in Griffith Park? Yeah, and they're going to ride down there, I guess. What, what time does it meet on Monday? Um, I don't see it there. 10.30 a.m.? Oh, oh, right. Until okay, 6. Cool. Well, that's a big ride. I mean, that, that's Martin Luther yeah, King. Yeah, I mean, but they're meeting up at the park and going down there. I guess you could sort of... Get a hold of them on Facebook and, and meet them along the way. All right. Well, I'm going to put that up because that is an MLK ride. Got to do that. Cool. So let's uh, look at some other ones here. We got... Hold on. Huh. There's another MLK event, and then we got... I know that the... Well, look at that. The The... Bicycle Film Festival, we've been talking about it. They're, they're gonna be up with Jim Cadenhead, who you remember from, uh, some show that used to be here at Kill Radio. Oh, Bike Talk. He was a Bike Talk host. <laughs> yeah. He's having his own little BFF up there, uh, starting on Thursday with the BFF, uh, kickoff and art party. He's gonna be doing it next weekend. So if you were trying to see the Bike Film Festival, 
what what you could theory do is you could rush up there, watch their film festival, rush back for the midnight films here, rush back and see their films the next day, and and compare the two. Isn't that great? So when and where? That's up in Santa Barbara next weekend, and you can check it out on uh, Jim Cadenhead. Of course, has they've come down for the coaster breaks themselves, which is kind of cool. But I guess they're not going to come next week because they're going to maybe they'll come this week. So where they always try to can make at least one weekend. That's up in uh, Santa Barbara. You can check it out at the Bike Film Festival. Yeah, it looks like it's at the Embarcadero del Norte in uh, Isla Vista, Santa Barbara, California. All right. So then, what else? Can you see anything else over here you like uh, this month? I like it all. It's just that I'm, I'm kind of nicked for time here. You're nicked for time. Did you say nicked? Is that is that Jessica? She's doing something at, at a bar. You know Jessica? F- no, it's a. Do you know Jessica Fichot? Isn't she with the LACBC? No, different Jessica. I think. I mean, she's she's in a, she plays a toy accordion and a toy. I piano. know her. Yeah, I've really? seen her play at different things. Any of this catch your eye? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about the Clavia thing? No. Really? People will be out for that, you know. What okay, we're just killing stuff? time here. Well, we're killing. Uh, it. Yeah, announced the LACB. It's the 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 Ciclavia. Ciclavia is doing some great things. They're gonna do one, I guess, an exploratory ride coming up. Uh, what that means is, I guess, somebody's sick and they're going in. What they what they're really trying to say is, LA is sick for not having the Ciclavia, and they just shut it all down, all the cars, and just open up the bikes, but. No, what they're really going to do is they're going to do a ride more south of Los Angeles, starting at uh, Hawkins Natural Park, and and I guess work it down. Apparently, uh, the last couple were successful, and so they want to look more at the South Los Angeles corridor. That's South Central corridor for seeing if the Sika Via can move so down there. What what is that? An exploratory ride? I I guess they they're exploring their their right. environment. So what time do they meet and where? Uh, I don't know. It's right here. <laughs> I'm trying You're not going to read this, are you? Sa- they're waiting Sunday, 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 the 22nd at 10 a.m. to 2. So there's one last thing, but it's more musical-oriented. I know that t- tomorrow, being MLK's birthday, they're having NWA is coming out for free with a couple other bands and, and some spinners. They're going to be doing uh, an M... Uh, what is it? A uh, Giving music back to... Uh, the streets, Skid Row, and they're starting out downtown. I think off Fifth. What do you mean NWA? You mean with Ice Cube and Easy E and and uh, yeah, what's his name? Yeah. From oh no, Public Carmen. Enemy, the other one. Oh, Public Public Enemy, Public Public Enemy. I had you going there for a minute, didn't I? I thought there was a. They're going to start digging up graves. Yeah. Union, yeah. No, right, that's um, not how it works. Yeah. But no, uh, the reason I meant. Uh, He's going through his Facebook, and Miss Fichon, we, we actually have a live concert of her. She played at a couple different venues, and we recorded it. So maybe we'll bring her up for, for the kids. We All right, uh, so I think we've covered the, the... Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Anything else? You want to look at February? February February is even more crowded, and we'll have, have that thing when February comes along. Okay. And we even have some March stuff. Yeah, next week, if you're not doing anything, you, you haven't had your fill of... Uh, Chinese food, there's always the big dim sum ride coming up a week from today, a oh week from tomorrow, over at the Flying Pigeon. We, we have stuff here for June and August. 
My God. And the national, can't keep it in their pants. National Bike Summit in uh, March. Absolutely. Not, not of interest here? Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll probably be there for it. Isn't the Kids Summit going on today in Is New it? York? Yeah, we, oh, the we youth didn't summit. We didn't talk to anybody. We didn't get it. We didn't get a call from them, but we're going to report on it anyway. Yeah. All right. So, uh, bike talk. Looking good. Trying right. to get out of here. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Don't let them get inside. Keep some for just yourself. But, honey, don't just sit alone up on that dusty shelf. Don't let them drag you down. Don't let them in your blood Oh honey, hold your ground It's bound to come around Don't let them get inside Keep some for just yourself But honey, don't you sit alone Up on that dusty shelf Don't let them drag you down Don't let them in your blood Oh honey, hold your ground It's bound to come on